all the time. Be exalted now in the heavens as God fills this place. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, Grace, come on down. Let's take up an offering. Amen. I want everybody to be blessed. All be blessed. God says we'll be blessed when we give to him and to his kingdom. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We praise you for this tithes and offering that you're bringing into this place. Lord, we pray that you would bless it, multiply it, Lord God, and increase it, and that you would increase in, Lord, our own personal finances, that you would bless the work of our hands, that you would prosper us, Lord God. And, Lord God, that your word says that above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in good health. That we claim that verse and we hold on to that, Lord God, with all that we have. And we believe it in our hearts that you have good plans for us. Plans to prosper us and for us to be in good health. So, Lord God, we rebuke the devil who tries to steal our finances. We rebuke the devil who tries to bring sickness and illness and disease upon us. And we cast him out and we say he has no right, no right to this child of God. No right, Lord God, to steal the blessings from you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good all the time. I don't have a very large sermon this morning, but I don't know. We're going to trust God. First thing I'm going to do is put on my glasses so I can see what I've written. <clears throat> If you do have your Bibles, you can open them up to Psalms 34. Or wait, what we got up there? Check out our church app. Joe did all of this. Praise God. So, for those that are listening out there, they can give on the church app. They can download all our church services, all of our sermons. And they're all on there, Joe. And they go back, I don't know how many sermons we have on there. 132 sermons on there. That's amazing. Praise God. God is good. Almost three years worth of sermons there. Getting close. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalms 34. <clears throat> and I don't know about you, but like I've been having a hard time sleeping, which for me is not normal. Because I usually sleep like a rock a lot of the times throughout the whole night. And my wife would call me a baby if I get up once because she gets up multiple times in the night. I don't know how she does it. And then wakes up refreshed like that. And her mind is going like that. She's shaking her head because, like I said, she called me a baby. So, But I sleep normally throughout the whole night hard. And I have no problems. But not lately, I've been getting up in the middle of the night at different times of the evening. And particularly this one week, I couldn't sleep and I didn't want to, well, what happened is I fell asleep and then I woke up and I couldn't get back to sleep. And it usually takes me a few hours to get back to sleep. So I didn't want to wake up Julie. So I, with my tossing and turning and sighing, I don't know. I probably act like a baby when I'm trying to get back to sleep because I'm constantly tossing and turning. It's like, oh, come on. You know, and I get frustrated and I think more of it than what it does and it keeps me going. And so, 
<laughs> so I ended up going downstairs, and I was looking for the book she bought me called The Point Man. Right? And I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm like, all right, where's the word? So I grabbed the word of God, and I opened up the Psalms 34, and I want to read you the whole Psalm of 34. And I read it over and over and over again when I was down. I actually read Psalms 34 and 35 multiple times. Because it just struck me in my spirit of what God was saying. Psalms 34. And before I read, Lord, I pray right now that you would open up our ears and our hearts and our eyes to receive all that you have for us in your word. Lord, I pray that you would anoint this service, anoint your word, let it touch people's hearts as you touched mine. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, all you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. To cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. And he delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. And I read that over and over. And what really stood out 
to me is what God was saying to me. Will you extol the Lord at all times? Will his praises be on your lips at all times? No matter in the good times or the bad times, we should be praising God more in the bad times than in the good times. Amen. And we should be thankful and praise him in the good times. I know a lot of times for myself, it's not until I'm in a need or a crisis that I will start praising or seeking God like I should. When I know I should be seeking God and praising him even when things are going well. Amen. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. You know, that's why we come in the church. So we can praise and worship God together in one accord. So that we can be built up and strengthened. In spirit and in body and encouraged. And be ready to go back out there another week and have at it, you know. And give God praise and glory. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's praise the Lord. Everybody, praise the Lord. Praise God. Lord, I extol you. Lord, you are worthy of our praise and honor and glory. I praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. If God is with us, he'll never fail us or forsake us. He'll never leave us or abandon us. He'll always be with you right to the very end. That's his promise. He gave that to his disciples. It's one of the last things he said with them. I will be with you always right to the very end. We have nothing to fear. As long as we're following God and chasing after him, there's nothing that we need to fear. There is no demon bigger than God. There is no, nothing that God can't control. Nothing that God can't do. Nothing that God can't change. Amen? And there is no sin that God has never seen before. You know, nothing is new under the sun. God's seen all of our sins. And many more and worse than what we've probably done. But it doesn't matter if you're chasing after God and you love him and you want him, you call out to him and he'll forgive us of our sins and he'll cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Amen? I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. We don't have to fear our finances. We don't have to fear sickness. God will heal us. He'll deliver us. His ways are higher than our ways. Amen. Those who look to him are radiant. You know, I think of Moses when he went up on the mountain and he came back down and his face was shining with the glory of God all over him. So much so that people were afraid. Afraid. See, we don't have to be afraid of that anymore because we could because Jesus came. He made a new covenant. He broke the old covenant. We can go right into the glory of God with them as long as we have a repentive heart. Praise the Lord. We can come out shining with the glory of God just like Moses. Every one of us, God is there. He's right there wanting us. 
Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all of his troubles. All of his troubles. All means all. There is no trouble that God can't save us from. There is no depth of trouble that God can't save us from. You know, I love the one psalm. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. It's a psalm that David's saying. He said, even if I go to the bottoms of the earth, even if I go in the shoal, even if I get buried in, in the deepest part of the earth, God, you are there. You are with me. You are there. You will save me. I can't go. I can farther, if I can go to the farthest east, you're still there. The north, south, east, west, God is still there. There's no place I can hide from you, Lord. Amen? <clears throat> and then this is what really struck me when I was reading this. The angel of the Lord encamps. Encamps. You know, I looked up that word encamp this morning. And it is to settle in or establish a camp. And then it said, especially a military one. Especially a military one. Think about that. When I was down there and I was reading this psalm and I was claiming, I said, the Lord is with us. He'll hear us. He'll hear our cries. When we're in trouble, God, will, God is faithful and just. He'll hear us. He'll take care of us. Not only will he do that, but he'll send an angel to encamp around your house. As a, like a military encampment to protect you from the, from the fiery darts of the enemy. I, my brother here, Mark, said that he has to take a shield of faith and swing it like this. Physically to do it. And it's to take those fiery darts of the enemy away that are assailing him or attacking him. You know, that's not a bad idea to do. It might look silly to some, but, you know, it brings reprieve. It brings freedom. It's like, no, I'm not letting the devil put a foothold in there or drop a seed in there that can grow and expand and who knows where our minds take things. But yes, God is with us. And if you, and if you stick with him, he'll put an angel around your house into a camp around you to protect you so we don't have to be afraid of the dark we don't have to be afraid at night kids we don't have to be afraid you don't have to be afraid of the dark because you got an angel encamped around your house that's fighting off the enemy for you The Lord was telling me, as long as I do these things, as long as I extol the Lord or praise him, everything's going to be okay. As long as I seek him, as long as I have the fear of the Lord, as long as I rest in the Lord. Because all those things, all those points are in this Psalm 34. Praise him. We need to praise the Lord. Psalms 150 verses 1 through 6. He says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the string and flute. 
Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. In all things, in all circumstances, we must praise Him. And everything will be okay for you. If you don't feel like things aren't okay and you're downcast and you can't seem to shake it and you can't understand why you're downcast, start praising God. Start worshiping. Start praising. You know, when you feel like the whole world's against you and nothing's going right, just start praising God. When we start praising God, things start changing in the spiritual. Things start changing for us, even physically, when we start praising God. Amen? When we praise God, things change. They change for the better by refocusing our attentions or our affections, by realigning our priorities. And our spirit becomes more pliable and open and receptive to God's hands upon our lives. That's what happens when we start praising God. You know, last night I told Julie I had a dream. It was the craziest dream. But I've, it was dark. And it was like I was looking over a military city that had a runway and all these military jets and everything was reinforced heavy concrete. And I was going around, and it's funny because I was, I was going around and I was praying for people. And all I was doing, and when I was praying for them, I was saying, Jesus can change. Jesus will bring change. Jesus will bring change. Change comes by Jesus. And I was praying that over people. And I just, and that, and I just woke up, and it was like, Jesus will bring change. And, and that's what happens when we start to praise and worship. It brings change. That change comes. Our spirits are changed. Our thoughts are changed. Like I said, our physical beings can be changed when we start praising. Things have to, you know, the devil has to flee when you start praising and worshiping God. So praise him was one of the main things I got out of this psalm. Seek the Lord. Pray. Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Well, I got to thinking when I was thinking, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Well, what things will be given to us as well? Right? What things will be given to us as well? Well, I tell you, what it in Proverbs says that you don't have to worry about the clothes you wear or your shelter Aren't you worth more than the sparrows of the air? Those things. We don't have to worry about our clothing. We don't have to worry about where we're staying. We don't have to worry about what food we're having. Because we're seeking God and we're trusting Him for all of our provision. Amen? And I know it's easy to say and easy to preach. And it's harder to do. But it's true. We have to, we have to believe that. We have to seek God. Seek God in His righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto us. That means I don't have to worry about my finances. I don't have to worry about what clothes I'm going to wear. 
I don't have to worry about that stuff, what we're going to eat. I don't have to worry about Sunday brunch, <laughs> in other words. <laughs> Seek the Lord. Pray. We need to pray continually, you know. And trust me, I preach to myself all the time. I'm preaching to myself. I know. I need to pray more. I need to seek God more. I need to be earnest in my seeking and praying. Fear the Lord. Proverbs 9.10, a lot of people know this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear the Lord. We don't have anything to fear but God. And we all have to face God on Judgment Day. For every one of us are allotted. We have that. We know. I know taxes are 100%, and we're going to face God's 100%. Just like I know we were born naked in this world, and we're leaving this world naked. We're not taking anything with us when we go. But we need to fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen? God is the one who holds our life in his hands. He holds everything in his hands. The very air we breathe is a gift from God. The minute we wake up is a gift from God. Every day. Amen? He is the one that can take all that away. And he is the one that can give that to us. Fear the Lord. Beginning of wisdom. We all want to be wise. I know I want to be wise. I'm still working on it. I'm not there. Rest in the Lord. We all need to rest in Him. That means trusting in Him. When you rest in God, you really are trusting in Him. You're, you're not worrying. You know, I, I know one time that I got wisdom from a brother of mine. And uh, when, our, when we first got our cows, <laughs> and you all know the story, a lot of, when the cows got loose the very first day, and I, and I, was, I was upset. I was, I was almost crying. My wife would say I was crying. I was crying, I would say. Because I felt bad because it was a lot of money. At that time, and I felt like, well, I just threw that money away, and that was a bad steward of me, and I should have known better, and I didn't prepare. You know, and I, and you know the, I, all these thoughts that go through your mind. When something like that happens. And it's such a silly little thing now that you think about it, you know. But at the moment, you're like, oh, gosh, this was a bad decision. I should have never done this. You know, I should have listened. But I did it anyways. Well, one of my uh, friends who has, I started calling people I know that have cows. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What can I do? And a good friend of mine said that you just need to rest and trust God. He didn't really say trust God, but you just need the rest. Those cows will show up somewhere, and somebody will call saying they found them, so don't worry about it. You know, and it's like, so in the middle of the night, we get a call. Oh, your cows are running up Park Settlement Road, and I'm afraid somebody's going to get killed because they're going to hit one of your cows. So that makes your mind even race even more. It's like, oh, God. Now it's become a liability. You know what I mean? Now we could lose the house. We could lose the farm because of these darn cows right so still but that wasn't an encouraging statement but I 
it was so true what my one friend said. He said, just don't worry about it. They will show up. And sure enough, they showed up. They might have been 10 miles this way and, you know, four or five miles in the other direction. They, they split up, which is unusual for a herd of three. But they went in two different directions, and we found them, thankfully. But that was a good lesson for me for resting in God and trusting in God. You know, it showed me that, yeah, I didn't really have my faith where it should be or my trust where it should be. And I had it all on the natural things and not on the spiritual things. But we got them back, and now they're huge. Praise the Lord. So, yes, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Resting in the Lord, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Thought he was back there. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what Jesus is. That's what Jesus does for us. Amen? We just need to cast everything down at the cross of Jesus. And say, Lord, these are things I'm struggling with. I can't seem to get rest with these things. I can't seem to find peace over this. I am going to throw everything down at your feet. I'm going to cast it down at your cross. And Lord, I'm not going to take it up until you say take it up. And, and that's not easy to do at times because we're all fixers. And we want to fix things in our own strength. For me, I'm, you know, tighten up your own bootstraps or tie your own bootstraps or whatever that saying is kind of guy. You know, just go out there and get the job done. I'll rest later. But no. That's another lesson that I keep learning. And this is what God was telling me in these psalms. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to live. This is how I need to be. And when I live this way and I act this way and, 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 and I have this faith and this trust and seeking and this rest in God, then I don't have to worry about anything. When I live righteously, when I live right living, right? Because that's the other part I've learned on this in this psalm was that we do need to live righteously. You know, even though our righteousness is like filthy rags to the Lord, but of course they're going to be like filthy rags. God is holy. There is no unholiness in God. There is no unholiness in Jesus. Jesus was righteous, and he, he showed us how we can live. And even though we might fall or we might fail, even though we might get our clothes stained, because you think about... Isaiah, when Isaiah was, was a, you know, in his, when he was prophesying, he was probably the righteous man of that time in his day. And even though Isaiah, when God took him up and the angel was speaking to him and the Lord was speaking to Isaiah up in the heaven, and an angel came 
Because Isaiah looked at his clothes and he's like, I'm filthy rags, Lord. I'm filthy. But an angel took a coal off the altar and touched his lips and told him, you're no longer filthy. You're cleansed. You've been cleansed. You know, God's, Jesus' blood cleansed us. Amen? Amen. Jesus' blood has cleansed us. And if we walk in that and believe that, then we're cleansed. And we can live righteously. We can live under the blood, covered under the blood. Amen? Amen. Philippians 4, 8 through 9. It says, finally, brothers, and I know Mark mentioned this yesterday to us. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Boy, can you imagine if we just did that? If we woke up in the morning and we did that, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. If we did that every day, if we woke up and that was the first thing we thought of, was thinking on pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. You know, let me get my mind on that. Let me focus on that. Like Julie said today, up here in worship, don't focus on the bad things. Don't even start focusing on the good things. You know, what if where we trained our kids when they were little that this is what they, how they should think and not worry about the bad things. If we can protect them from all the evil that's out there in the world and their minds are just focusing on the good things, what great things can they do when they're older? What great things can we do each day when we wake up and we have this mindset that, you know, I'm not even going there. I'm just thinking on the good things. I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb. I got I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I've shouted my feet with the gospel. I put on a buckle of truth around me. I took up the shield of faith and the word of God, and I walked out there. You know, and, and, and no matter what arrow that flies by day or pestilence, that you have that shield of faith that you're waving, and it's just destroying everything that the devil has because you're not letting a seed drop in that's making you think on bad things. You're just focused on, on the good things. That'd be, be powerful. Praise the Lord. That's how I want to. That's how I want to live. Now, will I fail? Probably, <laughs> probably because. We live in a sinful world, but boy, do I want to try that? Yeah. Do I want to try living that way every day? Yeah. Should I try? Yeah, we should try. We should strive. We should strive for it. You know, we should strive every day to live for God in His righteousness. And in His righteousness, He'll make us righteous. Should I strive every day not to swear? Absolutely. Should I strive every day not to have evil thoughts? Absolutely. Or do the right thing? Absolutely. 
But the great thing is, is when you don't and you fail, don't let it beat you down. Don't let the devil beat you down. You just get up. You get up, you look up. You use the word of God and you, and you, and you say, you know what? I'm going to rebuke that. I'm going to resist this thought. I'm going to resist this devil that's attacking me. And the Bible says if you resist the devil, he'll flee. And you start again. Every day is a new day. Thank, thank you, Jesus. Every day is a new day. Thank you, Jesus. Every hour is a new hour. Every minute's a new minute. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to focus on you. We're going to focus on the good things. I'm going to cast the bad things down at your cross. I'm not going to take up a burdensome yoke. I'm going to take up yours, which is light and easy. And if you do all these things, you praise him, you seek him, you fear him, you rest in the Lord, and you live righteously, God said he'll send an angel and he'll encamp around you. He'll protect you. He'll encamp around you. So when you're resting, he's there watching over you. And not only is everything going to be okay, but like Julie said, your name will be written on his hand, like in that song. Psalms 91, and I'm going to close with Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you. There they are again, his angels. God's commanding them. Concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will guard you in all your ways. That means no matter where you go, those angels are going to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. 
He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen? Because he loves me. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. Amen. And I know every one of us here loves the Lord. Deep in their hearts, we all love the Lord. Our hearts, our spirits cry out to him. And the Lord knows it and he hears it. He loves you. He loves you so much. Amen. So, Father, I just praise you and thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that's here in this place. I thank you, Lord, that you are ministering to us right now, even in our seats, that you are working in our lives, that you are working in our bodies, that you are healing our bodies, that you are restoring our health, that you are healing our minds, and you are protecting us. And that, Lord God, your word is true, and amen, and that you are for us, and you're not against us, and that you will be with us right to the very end. Lord God, and not only that, but you will also send, Lord Jesus, an angel to encamp around us, an angel to guard us wherever we go. And not only that, we even have some, someone greater, the third part of the Trinity that's with us, the, the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. We not only have angels at our beck and call, but we have the Holy Spirit in us, Lord God, because of the the promised deposit that you've given to us on Pentecost and to all those that believe, Lord God, and trust in you. And Lord, I thank you for that and I praise you. And I pray, Father God, for this day, your blessings upon your people. Lord, I pray that you would bless each person here and all they hear, that they would be blessed and filled with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, that you would protect them and cover them. Lord God, with your personal protection and your personal guard, Lord God, I just pray this and I just thank you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If anybody would like prayer, I'd love to pray for them. If you want to come down to the altar, we'll pray, we'll anoint you. If you have anything you want to give to God, throw it at the cross, at the foot of the cross. You know, you want to get rid of and say, God, I don't want this anymore. Let's don't be afraid to do it. Amen.